Welcome to Health Media Now with award-winning author and host Denise Messenger for a lifetime of health empowerment. Live by being in the pink, meaning P stands for being persistent, I stands for using your intuition, N stands for networking, and K stands for obtaining knowledge. Preserve and protect your health by listening live every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time and 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Our guests entertain and share cutting-edge information. They share with you what may have taken years to achieve through experience in their field. Become inspired and motivated. Reach your full potential with fascinating tips and products. Receive a lifetime of benefits from authors, doctors, practitioners, healthcare providers, and learn about exciting new products. You asked for it, and we deliver. Now, here's your host, Denise Messenger. Well, hello, listeners. Today is April 29th, 2015. We've got a great show for you today. I really hope that you all can stay tuned in for um, the full 40 to 50 minute interview. Our special guest is Johanna Mosca. And she is a uh, yoga master. She's a teacher trainer with a PhD in writing research and theory from New York University. And um, her her first uh, career consists of 25 years as a high school English teacher, staff developer, and a graduate writing instructor. She has come out with a wonderful book that we're going to talk about today called Cultivate Contentment Using Ancient Wisdom to Thrive in Today's World. So we'll be talking a lot about yoga and the principles of yoga. So let me now bring on to our show, Joanna. Hello. Thank you so much for joining us today. Hello, Denise. It's my pleasure. I like to start my show out with asking my guest, how did you get on the path that you're on today? I mean, we know that you started out as as a writer and then a teacher, but where and why did you transition into the yoga? One day a friend invited me to attend a Kripalu yoga weekend. And uh, I was brand new. I went with her for the weekend, and that was it. I wanted to know all there was, and I very quickly took the yoga teacher trip, my first yoga teacher training. I had such a feeling of well-being that weekend that it, it was just a giant, this is for me. So it was a real tran- kind of transformation for you. Totally. So let's talk a little bit um, about your book, Cultivate Contentment, Using Ancient Wisdom to Thrive in Today's World. Uh, what is, what's the general message of your book? Well, there are essentially two messages. The first is that we're all students in Earth School, so it's okay to make mistakes. Another way of putting that is that we're starring in our own soap operas as I live okay. and learn. Uh-huh. And the second is that we can monitor our thoughts and our emotions. We can keep ourselves feeling contented no matter what happens. And it helps if you have a system of principles to follow. And what are those systems of principles? 
Well, I'd like to talk about the eight limbs of yoga. Um, if you think of a wheel having eight spokes or an umbrella having eight prongs, there are eight parts to yoga. And okay. people know most about the postures where you aim to put your foot in your ear and they can be somewhat challenging though rewarding. So I'd like to tell you tell your audience the eight limbs of yoga so they, they have a perspective of what we're talking about. Great. And uh, the first two are ten principles. Five principles for getting along well with others is the first one. And the other second one is five principles for making yourself the best person you can be. And these are the ten principles that my book is about. My book is about having you uh, cultivate greater contentment in your life by looking at how well you're following or not following these principles and how you can bring more contentment into your life. So the uh, the third and the fourth limbs, the third, fourth, is, the third limb is postures, uh, and the fourth is breathing, and they go together, postures and the breathing. In most yoga classes, you focus on that. Then the fifth, sure. and the, the fifth is withdrawing your senses from the outside, not letting things that happen outside have such a great pull on you is the fifth. And the sixth is learning to concentrate inward. Uh, so they, those two go together, withdrawing from the outside and concentrating inside, trusting yourself. And the seventh and eighth, the seventh is meditation, which is stilling your mind more than it was. Meditation doesn't mean your mind has to be quiet like you're on a guru on a mountain. It just means you're doing something to quiet yourself down more than you were. And mm-hmm. if, you, if you're able to do that, you're successfully meditating. And then the eighth one is transcendence. It means you've gotten away from your mind for a while. You've actually relaxed and you've forgotten about your troubles and concerns. You've gone beyond. And that's okay. the way people who go to yoga classes feel at the end when they're lying in relaxation and they don't even want to get up because <laughs> they're so relaxed. So mm-hmm. all of those limbs go together. It's not really just the physical movement of the exercises. There's so much more to it than that. So those are the eight limbs of yoga. Any questions on your end? Uh, now, do these take years to achieve? I wouldn't say so. I mean, most people don't articulate them the way that I do, but they can be done instantly. Somebody could do chair yoga and have all of those aspects present. The the little ten principles, I recommend people put them on a card and put that card on your computer or on your nightstand or in your journal. And um, the the head of the Yoga Research Foundation, a learned man, um, named Georg Feirstein, he says every morning when he wakes up, he asks himself, every night before he goes to bed, he asks himself, how well did he live these principles? And every morning when he wakes up, he vows to live them more fully. So it's just about having them as guidelines. And then the the whole idea is no right or wrong. If you mm-hmm. If you're a little off with one of the principles, my favorite expression taught to me is the words, good notice. I'll just say, 
boy, I was in a rush. I wasn't really kind with that clerk. Good notice shift. Interesting. Hmm. Um, and I can give you examples with each of the principles. So there's five for being the best person you can be and five um, for getting along with other people. And when you have garbage in your life, it's because one of these principles have been violated, for sure. So it's really a good barometer to have. And there's mm-hmm. nobody telling you you have to. It's it's just um, self-guidance. And self-reflection and self-study is one of the principles. Mm-hmm. Cultivating contentment is another of the principles. So if if you're good with it, I can go over these principles now um, so our audience can get get a uh, quick idea of what it is that we're talking yes. about. Oh, ab- absolutely. Let's do that. Okay. So five principles for harmony with others. If you don't have harmony with others, you're going to have a lot of drama in your life. You're not going to have a peaceful existence. You want to have harmony. The first mm-hmm. principle is compassion. Having unconditional kindness and non-judgment, especially to yourself and to everyone else. It doesn't mean you have to like everything everybody does, but you honor everybody. Mm-hmm. So, the second one is truthfulness. Being true to yourself and others. And part of this is learning to say no when you mean no. Um, a lot of people aren't true to themselves. They they sell out by going along and going along and going along until they erupt. So, uh, being truthful and honest then the third one comes from non-stealing. It's respecting what belongs to others. And that means honoring boundaries and developing your own boundaries. Uh, the fourth one is about uh, moderation, managing your energy, observing what drains you, what boosts you, learning to shift without blame. And the fifth one for getting along with others is to let go of attachments and possessiveness and clinging. Uh, Stop clinging to people and things and needing to have everything go your way. So uh, I'll repeat the five. It's compassion, truthfulness, respect for the belongings of others, managing your energy, and non-attachment or letting go of possessiveness. Okay. So then um, there are five principles for personal well-being. Just making you and yourself alone the best that you can be. And um, I like to use the metaphor of the tennis racket. You know, when you hit it in that sweet spot in the tennis racket, when you follow these principles for personal well-being, you're on the top of your game. So the first one is cleanliness, keeping a clean mind, clear emotions, clean body, clean and clear environment, uh, clean speech, just keeping your life clean. Uh, the second one is the title of the book, Contentment. Cultivate Contentment. Make yourself satisfied with whatever happens for now. And then plant seeds of intention if you want to shift. Uh, the third one is discipline. Develop discipline. Develop a fierceness with yourself. Be fierce with yourself so that you achieve your goals. Be fierce but compassionate with yourself. And the fourth one is reflection, self-study. 
study yourself, be reflective, be a developing being, be open to change. And the fifth one is to surrender to a higher power because you can't control outcomes. You have to trust the flow of life. Uh, You do your best and you accept whatever happens. So keeping it clean, cultivating contentment, developing discipline, studying yourself, reflecting on what you do, and surrendering outcomes to a higher power. So these are the principles for your own self-mastery. There's a lot there. I know. It helps if I break it down with some examples um, or with questions. What would you prefer? Why don't you do the examples for our listeners? Um, You know, for anybody out there that might be trying to take notes, um, I think it would be helpful. I I have the principles all listed on my website if anybody wanted to go and look. Um, Oh, and and what is that website? It's a common knowledge from Wikipedia on down. These principles come from Patanjali and the Yoga Sutras, and they were written thousands of years before Christ. Um, I have them on yogalife.net, and I have Yoga, them on yogalife.net. Y o g a l i f e dot net. Okay. And I also have them on cultivatecontentment.com. Great. Yeah. That'd be very helpful. So, um, if I give you some examples of my own life, let you see me handling my stuff. Okay. Great. Great. Um, We'll start with the one practicing compassion. I'm online in a in a store and I'm late for an appointment and the clerk is slower than Hades, okay? Um, mm-hmm. And I'm over there in my head going, what is the matter with this girl? She's stoned, <laughs> what's going on? And then all of a sudden I realize, Johanna, you're not being compassionate. You're not being kind. Mm-hmm. And I don't blame myself. I just go, oops, good notice. And I shift, and by the time I get to the clerk, eventually, <laughs> I shifted my <laughs> I'm smiling at her, and I say to her, has it been a long day? And she says to me, one of my colleagues didn't come in, and I had to do a second shift. Uh... You know, and all of a sudden, your heart goes, because... You have no idea what this girl was facing in her life, and here I'm being judgmental, like I'm the queen. Mm-hmm. Faster. So that's that's a, that's an example. Okay, that's a an great that's a great example. You like it? I I did a lot of workshops on this, so I have them ready at my fingertips. <laughs> <laughs> We're not in a guy in the diner about this one, Denise. I've done it a few times in a few places. Um, being truthful, this whole idea of saying no. People run limp. They don't want to say no because they don't want to make waves. Women right. go to movies that they don't want to go to all the time with their husbands, and they watch violence that makes them shudder because they think it's better to go along than to make waves. Okay? Mm-hmm. People go to the, somebody's favorite restaurant again when they want to say I really rather not go there. Can we go for Mexican instead? You follow? The simple yes. things that you're not true to yourself with, and, um, you know, truthfulness covers honesty in general, you know, about not lying and being deceitful. Mm-hmm. But it's also, mm-hmm. you know, 
how can you be contented and happy if you're not being true to yourself, but you're selling yourself out and doing things you don't want to do? Now, we have to do things we don't want to do for family and jobs sometimes. But I'm talking about, in general, when there's, when there's a choice. Make sense? Yes. Yeah, so... Um, we all do it. <laughs> yeah, learning to say no. And then, um, you know, it's 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 funny about the um, non-attachment. It really would be a good exercise, and I think I need a week-long retreat to get people to look at the things they're attached to doing their way. You know, um, you know anybody who that's my coffee cup or that's my chair, you don't sit there, I always sit there. Um, it's just it's the whole attachment thing. When my sister finally got married, all she would say, say was, my husband said, my husband said, and we knew what his name was. <laughs> but she was, yep. so, you know, attached. So uh-huh. it's just interesting to look at what you're attached to, what you're clinging to, um, and how that affects the people around you. Um, for a while, um, my sister didn't want her husband to play golf without her, and she was a beginner and he was an expert. So um, you, you follow what I'm talking about, that that kind of thing. We all do it. We all do it, and my sister's, you know, precious and very evolved, a conscious human being, but we all still do this stuff without realizing that we're doing it. Make sense? Well, it's insecurity. A lot of times. Yes. Well, whether whether it's insecurity or, or just habit or um, just me, my, I, you know, uh, some of that examples might be insecurity, but um, there's all sorts of different reasons for possessiveness. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, um, we don't get into the psychological of it, just like, Notice what you do and what works for you and what doesn't work. Exactly. And if it doesn't work, shift it and say, uh, mm-hmm. say good notice. You know. Um, yes, it's it's probably it's it's a much um, more effective way of dealing with life because if you tend to look at things psychologically, um, then you're going to be analytical, and that takes a lot of time. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm just. To give her her due, she went and did her thing with the uh, with the new golf people, and she's winning beginner tournaments. So you know, it frees you both up when you let go of possessiveness, because it frees you each to master your own game. There you um, go. So to so to speak, and then you know, managing your energy, um, moderation. People complain, we complain that we don't have time to do things that are good for us or things that we want to do. But then if we look at the things that we let drain our energy, okay, um, you know, that extra glass of wine that poops you out, The uh, and I'm not anti-anything, believe me. You know, I'm perfectly (laughs) normal human being. But, I mean, anything to excess. Um, Mm Mm-hmm watching that extra hour of TV when you only watch two hours, uh, obsessively texting, whatever it is that drains you. Mm-hmm. So learning mm-hmm. learning to manage your energy so that um, you have a balance that works for you and that you have energy to do the things that you want to do. So these are um, 
these are five principles that will help you in relation socially with other people if you're able to be compassionate and truthful and respect what belongs to other people and manage your energy and not be uh, clinging. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then uh, when we move along to the ones for ourselves, well, to keep it clean. I have just been cleaning out closets and drawers because I'm moving from a house I live in part-time and I need to make space. Imagine when I'm finding the clutter. Wow. So keeping your life, your mind, your emotions clear and clean, this, this keeps you sharp. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, that, and that includes that includes, you know, having hidden agendas in the back of your mind that are, you know, deceiving people, keeping everything clean and clear and upfront um, is a principle. And then the Cultivate Contentment is the wonderful one. That's the title of the book because it's about making yourself satisfied. Now, I could hear people saying to me, but you don't have my life. Mm-hmm. You don't have my life. Um, what I I once had a woman who was talking about how she had to move out of her house and she hadn't found one yet, and she was living um, with a brother-in-law, you know, mm-hmm. a sister and a brother-in-law, and then she stayed for a while and with a a best friend from college. And then she stayed for a while with her aunt. And she's telling me this as it's all a complaint. And I just reflected it back to her. I said, look at you. You've lived rent-free for several months in different houses in California. Is that not cool? Um, (laughs) There's always a silver lining to the complaint. You know, to be able to accept it for now. To say, this is the way it is now. Uh-huh. You know, I'm 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 laid off. I'm looking for another job. This is the way that it is now. I'm I'm watching money. I'm making ends meet. I'm not thrilled with life right now. That's the other thing that's contentment. Be able to be not thrilled with life when you're not thrilled with life. Cultivating contentment means being able to be okay with the way that it is. So you don't add drama to it, like, oh, poor me, I should commit suicide. You know, just say, I can be okay being bummed that I'm spending three days cleaning out closets and packing boxes. (laughs) Yeah. You follow me? I can be okay that moving is stressful, that I wish I was one of these goddesses with the 70 arms, you know, uh, (laughs) so that we can pack all these boxes and go through all of these things. But I'm only one person. Being bummed because when you go through a whole lot of old stuff, all that old stuff has energy that you're picking up. You following me? So, you know, I just said to myself the other day, I said, boy, you're going to be talking about contentment. And you spent three days unpacking closets, you know, mm-hmm. uh, and things like that. And that's part of contentment. Being satisfied. Yeah. I've, got, I've got a lull going on now, and I'm cleaning closets. Okay. I know what you mean. I know I know what you mean because another example of that is I was shredding documents from 10 20 years ago and it was the I was so emotional 
because it was just bringing back all this stuff. <laughs> well, that's that's what it does. But you know, clearing out the past just gives you so much freedom. We all mm-hmm. uh, we all need to we all don't we we don't need to do anything. But I mean, it works to declutter, and um, people are moving faster and faster. I I have now. I came home from a trip, and there were six hundred in, emails in my inbox. You know that I had to file, and that weren't vital to read right now. And I was only reading the urgent ones. Well, I finally cleared it out before cleaning these closets, and then uh, um, I made it empty. Everything's in a folder or it's deleted, okay? And now every day I get about 50-something emails in the morning when I get up. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I clean mm-hmm. them out right away, and it makes me feel so good. So it's just, I can't tell you how keeping it clean is an energetic thing. It has yes, to do with your life. If you're looking for a job, clean your apartment, clean your closet. If you're looking for a relationship, whatever it is, keeping it clean gives you a chance for a really good energy to flow through. It does. It doesn't it? Like your example with the shredding was a great one. Now, the cultivating contentment, making yourself satisfied, so you plant intentions and you say, okay, I I don't have my own apartment right now. I'm going to be renting rooms with people and I'm setting an intention that by this date, I'll be able to find a place and afford my own place. So the whole idea is um, not to settle for it. Don't settle. Don't mm-hmm. settle for less than your soul and your spirit deserves. But just say, this is what is here now. Okay? And I can mm-hmm. be okay with this and plant seeds of what I'm going to have and take steps towards uh, planning on that. Yeah, that's wonderful advice. Really wonderful. Yes. Um, this economy is challenging so many people to have big bills, and uh, people are downsizing. And not only are they letting go of people, but they're doubling up the workload of people that stay. So. Um, yes, that's true. I'm not saying it's not that your life isn't challenging. I'm just saying. These principles can help you cope with it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so then having discipline is is so important. Discipline gets a bad rap because it's like, you know, the dad who used to hit the kid with the strap and the cop is disciplined. Um, discipline when it comes from yourself or yourself is a really vital thing for you to succeed in your goals. You know, mm-hmm. if you want to get a new job and you don't have one yet, you have to have the discipline to pound the pavement, to go through the classifieds, to create a new resume, to get yourself up when you you don't want to do that. You'd rather stay home and play with the computer, you know? Sure. You have to have discipline to do, to do whatever, whatever it is, um, now, I have a yoga hiking business, a, a tour business, and a retreat business. If I don't have the discipline to do the things that I have to do on the computer for the website, for the email, for the correspondence, nothing's going to happen. I have books in the storage unit. If I don't have the discipline to do things to get myself out into the public, 
nothing's going to happen. Nobody's going to ever know I wrote a book. It's going to have just been for me. Mm-hmm. You know? <laughs> That's so true. <laughs> if, There's if a lot you, of marketing if, involved. If you would like to have more come to you from the world, have more discipline with yourself to cultivate yourself and put yourself forward. Okay? So being fierce to develop discipline with your goals and what you want to accomplish is a really good thing and it's a very important principle, developing discipline. You know, the discipline to also resist the energy drains and resist the things that pull you down and Mm -hmm. resist the things Mm -hmm. that are bad for you but sometimes are momentarily tempting. I say Mm -hmm. no more about it. (laughs) Okay. You know, yeah, you know I what think the temptations are. I know what mine are. Sure, yes. sure. What's interesting about yoga is that it really is a, a mind-body connection. It's not just the physical aspect of yoga. Well, you summed it up in one sentence. Totally, totally. You summed it up beautifully. Um, there's just two more of these principles, and then I'd like to take your train of thought, the mind-body and uh, pursue it further. Is that okay? Absolutely. Yeah. So after being disciplined, um, there's the metaphor of Archie Bunker. Like he sits in his chair and he knows the way life is. I don't know if you've ever seen the old television show Archie Bunker. But anyway... Oh, sure. um, Yeah. Anyway, um, being a person who can reflect on themselves and say, I was wrong, or I didn't see that, or I didn't realize the benefits of this and I was against it, but now I can go and be and try it out. So it's about being the type of person who can look at your own behavior, the way that Georg Feirstein says at night, he looks at how well did I live these principles today. You know what I mean? And vows to live mm-hmm. more fully. So, you know, studying yourself. Now, when I said uh, uh, to the, when online I saw that I was getting snotty about the clerk, <laughs> I didn't blame myself because that's our humanity. Garbage that comes up, the judgment, that's our humanity, and it's it's our job to be stupid and to manage it. And having principles like this, it helps us manage our stuff because, you know, we're, we're all human and we get jealous and we get competitive and we get needy sometimes. We can play a victim violin. You know, we, we all have the human repertoire of, you know, emotions that we can play with. So um, it's real important to study yourself. You know, how have you been, how have you been living today? Be reflective mm-hmm. and open to change. And then surrendering to a higher power is such a big one. You know, I've had a retreat that didn't happen, and then... All of a sudden, I was hired to do a, a full day for a group of chiropractic organization that paid me three times the retreat would have paid. I had my <laughs> I had my car tapped into by somebody who then paid me so much money it paid my rent. Um, you have no idea about the outcomes. We need to surrender and do our best believe that what's supposed to happen is happening. And yes. uh, we can accept it and we can do our best to work with it. It may not be ideal. It may not be the way we have planned it. 
but uh, we can always find a silver lining in everything. The way that I told you about the woman who said she didn't have her own apartment, but here she had all these people housing her in beautiful houses. Mhm, mhm. There's, there's always, there's always, um, you know, trusting in the flow of life doing your best and accepting the outcomes. These are the themes of yoga. So when you say, you know, mind-body connection, it's mind-body-spirit connection. You're absolutely right. And the spirit part is the trust. Um, Now, if we are all energy beings, and as quantum physics says that what you think is what you're going to get more of, and you think God missed out on you. <laughs> I don't mean you personally, but one of us thinks, you know, when God was giving out the goodies, I was on the wrong line or something like that. <laughs> A lot of people do that, okay? But it's like cultivate your own goodies. Start with being grateful for what you do have, okay? Yes. And that's, yes. You know, the whole, from Oprah on down, anybody, I mean, uh, Eckhart Tolle, Deepak Chopra, uh, Wayne Dyer, anybody you read, it's all grounded in in that um, what you believe is what you get, uh, focus on being grateful for what you have, and build on that. And then the spirit part of it is trusting, trusting your own power as a human being, uh, trust in your own ability to build and to plan and to take steps and to believe and make yourself shine more. Polish yourself up. And that's where the cleaning comes in. Clean up your whole act so that your your light will shine and you're not all gunked up with clutter. The energy can flow through. And yoga, the postures help you release the energy that's gunked up in your joints and it helps you flush your liver and spleen and digestive system and all of your organs and the movement is important too. You know, in writing a book about the principles, I don't want to do it all on the gate. You know, the importance of flushing the energy in your body so that you can let tightness and and gunk pass through. I like to use the metaphor that we need to be self-cleaning ovens. We need to clear up bodies and spirits. Yes. So I, I, I tend to go on, so I wanted to pause a minute, uh, Denise, to see if you had anything you wanted to say or add. No, I'm I'm in, I'm enjoying this. <laughs> well, we have time for a brief segment. I have a clearing process that I developed. I call it the your um, your your phone line is cutting in and out though, so I don't know. Why? But uh, someone was trying to call me. It okay. Should end in a second. I apologize for that. I have no idea. Yeah, it's still it's still shifting a bit. I don't know if it's the location or or what. I I don't know anything that I can do except this number is trying to reach me. Okay. All right. Continue on. Okay. Well. Let's have the 4D for clearing upsets rather than make this person calling in an upset. I will not go there, okay? I have <laughs> okay. made a perfect interview, so this person 
is doing nothing, except the number is still there, and I think somebody must be leaving me a long message, okay? <laughs> can you hear me, Denise? Yes, dear, we can hear you very well. Oh, I, I am so sorry. Okay, let me give you the four Ds for clearing upset. Well, the first one is don't go there. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. And, okay, so the first one is I call it distinguish. Now, if you distinguish your ideal self and you know who you are, okay, um, like I know my best self. I know when I'm hell's bells and I know when my energy is off and I should stay home on the couch. All right? There's times when I should go to a chamber of commerce meeting and network with people and there's times when I should just stay home. Am I making sense? To 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 distinguish Absolutely. your own essence and know when you're at your best. Okay, when you're That's a good example. Peaked. Yeah, it's okay. a good example. Mm-hmm. So that's where distinguish comes from. The first D is distinguish when you're off. And just say, Oh my gosh, I'm what's going on with me? I was feeling great yesterday, today something's off. What's off? Distinguish it. Whether you're just got annoyed at something somebody said and it's underneath and you need to bring it up, all right, or you remembered something or you ate something wrong, but distinguish that something's off and investigate what it is. That makes sense. Distinguish what pulled you off center and feel the feelings. Absolutely. And the next one would be to detach from it for a bit. Uh, just so you gain some distance, it doesn't grip you, you can have it. Like just hold it at a distance so that I have this feeling of such. And then the next one is to dip it. And I dip it in three things. And it goes with the alphabet, F-G-H. I dip it in forgiveness, gratitude, and humor. Okay? Um, I'm going to give you an example in a minute which will make this much more real. So if somebody did something to you and you're uh, all of a sudden, I will use the word kicked because <laughs> it's polite enough yet slang enough, you, mm-hmm. you can dip whatever happened in forgiveness on both sides, gratitude on both sides, and humor on both sides. And I'll give you an example. And then the last thing is design the outcome you would prefer and envision yourself enjoying that outcome. So it's distinguish, detach, dip, and design. Dip in forgiveness, gratitude, and humor. So here's an example. Okay. Um, uh, I had one of my hike leaders that I was giving extra perks to helping with retreats and all this stuff, and then I recommended her for a college job. And all of a sudden, she's too busy to do the hikes when they come in. So, So I call her up, and once again, she tells me she can't do it. And I get off the phone ticked, ticked off, okay? And I just get off <laughs> yes. the phone, and uh, she's become so part-time that I asked her if she gave me back the manual that I give to people. And she says, I gave it to you. You should have it. I said, well, I don't know if I have it. Look for it, whatever, and I get off the phone. I go and I sit in the backyard, and I go, what is that all about? You know, I'm ready to bite her dog at your ankle. What was that all about? <laughs> and then I I just get that I was doing after all I do for you. You can't do this little thing for me. 
Uh. After all I do for you, you can't do this little thing to me. I was doing abandonment. She's abandoning me. Mm-hmm. You know, I was doing mm-hmm. I'm not important. Mm-hmm. I just filled in all the blanks with my emotional humanity. Okay? And yep. then I sat there. I went and I did the dishes or something. And then I did the dipping. I forget myself. I said, honey, you are overwhelmed and you don't have the bases covered. I forgive you. And, of course, I forgive her. She, this is a freelance job. She has a, a family and things that she's leading. She, and then grateful. I was grateful that I'm the type of person who could realize this. And I was grateful sure. for all that she's done to help me other times. And then humor. I just... I just made believe that I was uh, the queen in Alice in Wonderland going, off with your head. Ah, <laughs> oh, that's oh, great. Oh, that's funny. The humor, well, the forgiveness, the gratitude, and the humor, they get you cleared out spiritually. Okay? Mm-hmm. So now mm-hmm. I'm being funny. I call her back. She answers on the first ring. Okay? And I design the outcome of my head. To have her be in a with me, I call up and I said, look, I apologize for getting into a snip. I took everything personally. I know you've always been a great hype leader, et cetera, et cetera. And she goes, I'm so glad. I felt bad. I didn't know what to tell you. I don't have the manual. You've been going, you were going on and on about needing the manual. <laughs> so, so she is now one of my, still one of my top three leaders. Oh, that's that's a so, wonderful um, story. So it's the example of distinguishing what's going on, detaching from it, feeling the feelings, but then detaching. Don't become obsessed with it. Then, mm-hmm. then, then anything you dip in forgiveness, gratitude, and humor will lighten up. And then yes. design what you would rather have happen. So I, I call that a clearing process for when you've got something that's bugging you. Mm-hmm. It works. Mm-hmm. And that's a really great tool. Yes. Listeners, um, if if you're just tuning in, we have been talking with uh, Johanna Mosca. She is the author of the book Cultivate Contentment, Using Ancient Wisdom to Thrive in, t- in Today's World. Where can our listeners purchase your book? Um, they can purchase it at my website, uh, cultivatecontentment.com. Uh, or yogalife.net, and I'm sending it out postage-free as a special for the audience. And they could also purchase it if they have a regular thing going on Amazon.com. Great, great. Is there anything else that you would like to add to our interview today? Um, It's just... I had a, a final message and a metaphor if we have two minutes. Do we have two minutes? Oh, of course we do. Okay. Well, you know, the metaphor that came to me today when I was thinking about the interview was I've seen a Xerox machine with a sign in it that said, Machine in Recovery. <laughs> so I said, what if we could think of ourselves as Xerox machines? Okay? Mm-hmm. And we've got mm-hmm. this perfectly functioning system. But every once in a while it gets gummed up. And our performance is faded. <laughs> it's faded or our performance is too dark. 
or we're going too fast and we skip a page. Um, mm-hmm. Okay. It's up to us to notice our optimal functioning and know when our Xerox machine needs to be put in recovery. It's it's our job to manage mm-hmm. the Xerox machine, you know, so that it's it, 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 it's a fine machine. It needs to be fine-tuned. It's very easy to get yourself, your humanity gummed up. So yes. it's our job to be senior and to manage it. And then the Xerox machine, when it puts out a bad copy, it doesn't identify it and say, I'm no good. <laughs> <laughs> to, always, to always know our worth and monitor our humanity Stuff passes through everybody. We make mistakes. We do some things better than others. And as human energy beings, we need to keep clearing ourselves on a daily basis. Know your optimal self. Clear out any energy that gets in the way of having your joy shine through. And clean up your act. Your joy shines through more. That's a wonderful metaphor. Very clever. You like my Xerox machine? I, I'm, I'm thrilled with it. It's a new one. I'm going to write an article about it. <laughs> you should. You should. It's, it was really, really clever. Well, thank, thank you, you so much, Joanna Mosca, for coming on our show today. I'm, I'm really hopeful that our listeners out there have been touched by your inspirational messages and that they will go and purchase your book, Cultivate Contentment Using Ancient Wisdom to Thrive in Today's World. And to take a little time out of the day for self-reflection. Yes, great idea. Thank you. And with that, we have run out of time. Thank you so much again for joining us. Be happy, be well, be safe. And to all our listeners, please join in again next Wednesday. Bye-bye. Bye, Joanna. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Love and blessings. You too. Thank you. We celebrate our listeners worldwide and invite you to contact Denise at www.healthmedianow.com with any questions you may have and follow her on Twitter at Health Media Now and Facebook at Health Media Now. For those interested in an advertising campaign on her show, contact Lisa at knowledgeworkspub.com. Be sure to visit Got Cancer? Now What? for information on Denise Messenger's award-winning book, Got Cancer? Now What?